This is an ABC podcast. On this episode of Simply the Jest, pull up your chair because it's dinner time, baby. You'll hear about dinner parties that have gone oh so wrong, including broken bones, shattered pride, and of course, injured private parts. Completely exploded. What? Like the serial killer? Yeah, the serial killer, yeah. No! Did you say you died? Are you back from the dead? What? Are you a ghost? I am back from the dead. At what point did you realise you were (laughs) swimming in the pool of one of the most famous musicians of all time? Like, too late. (laughs) Is this a Ratatouille situation? Oh, here we go. Hello. Hello. Simply the Jest. Australia's best stories. Welcome to Simply the Jest. My name's Lewis Hobber. And I'm little skipper Jess Perkins. Oh, toot toot. Toot toot. All aboard the fun Al- boat. I went to oh, say train. No. I went to say train and then I forgot that I'm a skipper. The fun train? <laughs> Surely it's the love boat. God if it's going to be anything. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm a mess without Michael Hing. He's oh, wow. the glue that holds me together. <laughs> That's That's tragic, tragic yeah. That is so sad. <laughs> yes, uh, if you are a keen listener, uh, one of the few who can tell the difference between me and Michael Hing, <laughs> you will have noticed that he isn't here today. Uh, he he is on the podcast, um, but not. He's just not saying anything. <laughs> We've turned you, his mic off. <laughs> you shut up. You, no, you sit there and you watch how two professionals do it, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's not in the room. Uh, but you'll hear him a little bit later on. Uh, Perko, for people who have never joined us before, do you want to explain to the podcast? I would love to. Every week when you say, for people who haven't joined us before, the first thing that pops into my head is, where the hell have you been? If <laughs> yeah. you don't know what this is, where have you been? Amen. How dare you? Um, mm. It is a storytelling podcast where we get um, we assign a topic and the people of Australia tell us their best stories on that topic. Does it often include injured penises? Yes! <laughs> Or pissing and shitting yourself? Absolutely. Cartoon <laughs> physics? Fingers crossed. That's our dream. <laughs> uh, and this week, the topic is uh, yum, 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 dinner time. <laughs> it is dinner stories, Perko. Mm, one of my, I was going to say one of my favourite meals. Um, what's, what's the better meal? Breakfast. Name one better meal. I love breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, I love breakfast. Uh, dinner. Oh. Eh. What are you talking about? <laughs> there are like three things you can have for breakfast. Dinner is... There is an infinite amount of options. Yeah. We are yet to scratch the surface of what's cap- of what is possible <laughs> in the world of dinner. Dinner is it is not just a meal. It's a state of mind. It's a way to bring people together. Breakfast it's you just need to you need to do it to not die. Breakfast you need to do it to not die in the soul. <laughs> I like dinner. Yeah, no, I'm gathering that. And and but you're you're a lot more um you're more of a classic extrovert than me. You love to be mm. out and about, seeing people, catching up mm. for dinner. Mm. I love to be inside. Um, uh, yeah. So you'd probably have more interesting dinner stories than I would. Uh, I mean, I I mean, I love I love having people over for dinner. I love going to people's houses for dinner. If I could, that's all I'd ever do <laughs> is just is literally live my life dinner party to dinner party and then sleep all day. That would be my dream lifestyle. Uh, but unfortunately, I have to do this nonsense <laughs> for money and whatnot. In between, <laughs> for money, but also for validation. Let's not yeah, forget. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And if this is a little bit like a dinner party. People come and share their great stories. So, you know, it, it is actually in my area of interest. Yeah, okay, I get that. I, um, I, I'm trying to think of, like, some terrible dinner parties I've been to. I can definitely think of uh, a dinner party that I made worse. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I wasn't 
invited. Well, actually, I was. Let me let me set the scene. Um, a, a different podcast that I do uh, with another friend. Sorry, Perko. I know you don't. We don't like to talk about our yeah, other podcasts I don't, here. I don't like to hear that. It's a bit. It's a bit gross. But, but I am um, the only podcast <laughs> and friend you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but we did a fundraiser, and it was like if people gave us like a certain amount of money, we would come and do a, a comedy show anywhere they liked. And uh, someone gave us five thousand dollars, which was you know pretty good. And we were like, okay, we'll come and do a gig anywhere you like. So you kind of set those those levels of a fundraiser, assuming mm. that no one will pay it. But also, you have to make it an amount of money that if they do, you're like, well, I guess it is kind of worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's going to cover a, yeah. accommodation or flights if you've got to go far. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this was this was in the same city. That's easy. And um, it was probably like nine years ago. So five grand nine years ago, that's probably worth 50 grand now. Yeah, that's a house. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of money <laughs> nine years ago. <laughs> uh, and so we did it, of course, but we didn't know much about what event we were walking into. We just n- knew that we were going to a very fancy butcher in Sydney. There's a very fancy butcher that at night they'll close down and let you... Um, book at a table and they'll cook the meat straight from the butcher and they'll put it on the table and it's very fancy and it's delicious. And I'd never been there, but we, we got booked to do a gig there. Um, but the person whose birthday it was that we were doing the gig for also didn't know that we were going to be there. And it turns out that it had been booked by the birthday boy's granddaughter oh, and God. she was like 25. So he was 85 or something. He had no idea who we were, was furious that we turned up, hated all of our jokes, and after about five to ten minutes, we were supposed to be like half an hour of, of comedy, After between five and ten minutes, we all just looked at each other and were like, thank you so much for having us, and we turned around and walked out. And the worst part about it was, like, as for the five to seven minutes that felt like an eternity that our jokes were just bombing and bombing and bombing and bombing, because we are in a butcher, we were just surrounded by just dead carcasses hanging oh. from the roof. And that is a chilling environment to do bad comedy in. Yeah, it's not a good environment for good comedy or comedy no. that's well-received. <laughs> I think, um, you know, from from years of stand-up, I can tell mm. you surprise comedy is the worst kind. <sighs> when an audience is not expecting you, when they're just at a pub on a Tuesday night because it's like happy hour or whatever, and then you get up and you're like, hey, so this happened. They're like, oh, my God, I hate this. They finish their drinks and they leave. Yeah. Um, so for the, the birthday boy to not be not, – not know oh. you're coming and not be on board – the absolute and, worst. And just like very different states of mind about the world of as well. Of course, yeah. An 85-year-old rich person from like the richest part of Sydney yeah. and like us, like <laughs> early 20s scallywags. <laughs> uh, it was yuck. Oh, yuck, 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 yuck. Absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever, um, you know, done anything for dinner? Done anything interesting? Have you ever done... Actually, we, you and I can talk about this because Hing's not around. Mm. Um, we did... Uh, the three of us try to have dinner together. Do you remember that? We did try. Yeah, <laughs> two of us had dinner together. Yeah, well, that was quite nice. It uh, was quite nice. It was quite nice when you yeah. and I had dinner together. <laughs> yeah, and Michael Hing sat down for maybe maybe fifteen minutes. Yeah, he and, sat down and was involved in the what are we going to order conversation. Yeah, yeah. We he, we chose the place together. Yeah, we all sat down together. Yeah, we all sat around and we're like, what are we all going to order? And then just as we were about to order. He just looks at his watch. He's like, "Oh, guys, I um, yeah, I've got a, I've got something else on. I've got to go." And he just gets up and he leaves. And he was just, he just left. He just it gone. was insane. Yeah, 
It's uh, it was baffling. It was it was during comedy festival in yeah. Melbourne, um, mm-hmm. and we hadn't all seen each other for a long time. Ages. So we were like, great, we'll have dinner while we're here. We did a sh- yeah. we did a show. We're like, let's go out for dinner. Yeah. Such a nice time. Hing's like, I've got a show to go see. You know, the um, same shows that are on every night of the comedy festival. You can totally. see them any other time. Yeah, tomorrow you could do them, you but you can't it. have yeah. dinner with your best friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's where we learnt where yeah. we sit on that scale. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, man, staggering stuff. <laughs> uh, well, we are going to hear a bunch more dinner stories and um, not just ones where one friend sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good when he's not here. I love it. <laughs> uh, you're going to hear uh, a bunch of different stories about a bizarre dip, a ruined dinner, and a blind date. Brandon from Perth, what's your dinner story? G'day, guys. Hello. Hello. Uh, so, my dinner story is I had a lady, a very nice young girl's mother, pay me $2,001 to take her daughter on a date. 2001? Yes, very don't specific. Know, I don't know why that extra dollar is annoying me so much. <laughs> it's two thousand and one, a date odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Why? What? Are you? Okay. Are you often paid? It's not, a, it's, for, it's not my job. It's I'll, not. I'll, I'll okay, clarify okay. that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It would be fine if you were, but just uh, just, right. sorry. <laughs> just so. How did this come up? So the backstory is I. Two things you need to know about me. I ride horses and I'm a volunteer firefighter. What you're saying is you're a catch, Brandon. Yeah. You're an absolute catch. Oh, you're saying absolutely. it's like when mums meet you, they're like, yeah. I've got a daughter. You want a Perth's most eligible, I see. Definitely. <laughs> quite, the, <laughs> so quite the personality. <laughs> <laughs> so so what happened over here a bit over a year, probably a year and a half ago is we had some quite bad bushfires in the hills. Oh, sure. And um, there are a lot of horse people up there, a lot of people I know, and they were like, oh, we want to raise some money to fundraise for this ah. and I I got roped into they were having an auction a bit of a charity auction and they wanted some items for the auction and one of our family friends called me actually while I was at another fire so I was kind of like what's up and they're like oh we want to auction off a date with you and I was like whatever okay oh <laughs> and so yeah so and that's why the 2001 came in because right. at 759 on the closing when it was eight o'clock closing they put in the extra one dollar bid oh, oh. Okay. That's interesting. Okay, so th- so then a-, a mother has bought a date for a girl. Um, he- what do you do on that? Like, was she up okay. for it? What happens? So, well, that's the thing. So in the, this slew of comments on the Facebook post, there's the mother going, oh, yeah, I don't know. And the, the, not the mother, sorry, the daughter saying, oh, yeah, I don't know about this. Like, a bit awkward, <laughs> yeah. obviously, because yeah. mum's, you know, trying to hook you in. Um <laughs> <laughs> And so the mum goes, that's all right, we'll just have to send Nan instead. <gasps> and so I think, I think Nan wasn't up for it, so the daughter had to be the one to do it. So the, I'll walk you through the date, the day, because uh-huh. dinner was only part of it. It was sure. a whole day. Ooh, okay. So we get picked up, I get picked up in a limousine from home. Oh, damn. Go get flowers, go pick her up with the limousine. Mm-hmm. We go to the horse beach. We take photos with some very nice horses on the horse beach. They drink champagne and whatnot. Wow. So then they take us in the limousine to the river and we do more, lots of photos. Lots of photos. Uh-huh. <laughs> so and is then there we, any photo of, say, you on the front of the horse, her in the back of the horse, arms no, around your waist? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Damn it. No. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, then we go to Crown and we have a helicopter ride around the city. <laughs> what? 
Who's organizing? Yeah. Is this all part of the charity organizing, or is this? Yeah. So people, the people oh, just people threw donating it. other they stuff. They just okay. donated it. Wow. Mate, I wow, couldn't yeah. organize it. I so tell you pretty, right now. Pretty good date overall, Brandon. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. And then the absolute topping on the cake for me, the best part of it was the dinner. Two hundred and sixty dollars steak for free. Oh, oh, Brandon, Brandon. I can't. I cannot stress enough. I will never eat another steak like that again in my life. I'm sure. But oh my god, it was amazing. Um, and how and how did she feel about the day? Did she have a fun time with you? I'm. I well, she was having a great time. She was very nice. She yeah. at one point she went into a servo and bought me Mentos because we ran out of Mentos in the. Either I had bad breath or sure. she was being polite. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but. End of the date, we're there. I walk out of the restaurant. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was good. She was like, all right, see ya. Three of her friends rocked up and they said, yeah, we're going out. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brandon. (laughs) Rough stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I had my steak. I was happy, but... uh, (laughs) It sounds like everyone had a good time. I honestly can't believe... You haven't auctioned off your services again, frankly. Yeah. That sounds like I keep trying. That's I keep trying. Keep <laughs> trying. Seems like a really great night. I mean, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll auction you off here if you like, Brandon. Yeah. You know, happy to do that for, I, for a personality. I don't know if we're legally allowed, but um, something we can consider. Our next story comes from a little place called the greatest city in the world, Newcastle. It's Sam. G'day, Sam. How are you? What's your dinner story? I'm good, mate. So... First thing to note is that I have a bit of a weird body. Um, where my sternum is, there's uh-huh. actually just kind of like a divot. Ooh. Oh, so like I, I basically con- just concave. got a hole in my chest. Okay, yeah. okay, sure. So me and my mates were having a barbecue dinner. We're having a couple of bevies at it too. Mm-hmm. And we decide to put the barbecue sauce <laughs> in the divot <laughs> in my chest. <laughs> So I'm like lying down on the ground with barbecue sauce in my chest. Uh, and everyone's just got like sausages and they're just dipping it in my little sauce dip hole. Uh, <laughs> you know what, Sam? Not, you know what? I would 100% do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's good with nachos as well. Get some salsa in there. Oh. It's so funny because earlier today we were just talking about how the fact that I went to a um, party once and there was food on someone on people's bodies. Oh sure, and I found that uncomfortable. I didn't want to eat sashimi off a naked a woman's body. Mm. Mm. But I just friend because of the hygiene, of course, of course. Uh, but a friend, you know, would I dip a chip in there? It was Sam from Newcastle? I would dip a chip in Sam from Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I've found a new occupation. Yeah, <laughs> you could hire yourself out. So you were sort of a little ramekin of sauce. <laughs> <laughs> little Ramekin's actually a cute nickname for That's you, Sam. so cute. <laughs> Here he is. That's our little Ramekin from the greatest city in the world. <laughs> uh, oh, have, that's my Tinder profile. Have you ever... <laughs> I'm a little Ramekin. Have you ever tried, say, putting some cereal in there, just lying down and eating it yourself? Oh, sure. Oh, well, not cereal specifically, but I put, like, yogurt in there and, like, <laughs> a couple of apple slices. <laughs> Yogurt. You've just raw dogged yogurt on your own skin. How um, Yeah. Oof. If it's not too personal, Sam, how deep is the, the sort of divot you say in your chest? Mm. Oh, I can fit essentially a shot in there. Oh. Yeah, okay. Has anyone ever done a shot out of your chest? Interesting. Oh, almost every single party. Body shots. <laughs> All right, Sam's getting on the table. Everyone line up. Drink out of his chest. <laughs> it's not a little ramekin. Get in line. <laughs> Tom from Wollongong, what's your dinner story? Uh, I had, had dinner all over the middle of the table, this big feast, and uh, met with the little silence of the first 
first dinner with the in-laws and mm-hmm. um, then the then my partner's little brother just decided to come out with this random joke out of nowhere and me just finishing a sip of Coke managed to spray it all over the food, all over the middle of the table oh. and all over her parents. Oh. <laughs> so you laughed, you laughed, spit taked. You, you, yeah, you laughed so hard that you just spat Coke all over the dinner and all over the in-laws. Were they impressed? How did they react? <laughs> um, there was a lot of silence and people just standing up and going back to their rooms and the <laughs> dinner being moved off the table. Um, but they've had me back many after, and I'm now married to her. So oh, I, that's nice. So they're stuck with you well. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're stuck with me. Yeah. Are yes. you and the little brother friends? Because I feel like uh, if you're if you get a laugh that elicits a spit take and ruins dinner, that's one of the greatest jokes a person's ever told. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty proud of it. Yeah, yeah. We, we're, <laughs> we're good mates. He brings it up every so often. <laughs> Annie from Melbourne. Uh, what is your dinner story? <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. Um, so basically a couple of years ago, um, I was online dating on Hinge and um, I matched with this really nice guy. We were like heaps vibing and um, he's like, oh, let's go on a date. Like I'll pick you up. Um, so he came and he like did the whole thing, bought me flowers, Ooh. was dressed really nice, like super wholesome. Um, and anyway, yeah, we went out for dinner and we were loving it. We were just getting on really well. Um, we were, had both been to Europe. Um, we both had two cats, uh, oh. really big family, all that, like absolute synergy. It was amazing. Um, and then as we kept talking, um, he was just kind of one of those people where, like, I felt like I knew him really well, oh. even though we'd never met. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. And it was like, yeah, it was amazing. Um, and then, you know, we were getting really close and getting really friendly. And then um, he mentioned something about a song that he was working on because we're both singers um, and a relative. And we found out we were cousins. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, how disappointing for you both. I'm, well, like, imagine blind dating your cousin, though. Like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, So had you ever met before, even as kids or something, or come into contact with people like yourselves, or no, never? Like, like when we were really, really little, but we actually were just, like, long-lost cousins that never met, and it was just, like, there was a whole thing where our families didn't really connect, and oh, then we so figured it out. Yeah. Disconnect, and oh. then we found out randomly on a blind date. Oh, Annie. Oh. Now, question. Did you Google, like, cousins okay? <laughs> or, like, oh, yeah. how, how close are we talking? How close cousins? Um, we were, like, second cousins. Okay. Um, I don't know enough about yeah, this world to I know if that's okay. So second cousin is what? It's like I, your parents, cousins, children, I think is how that works. To me, probably too close. I feel like, yeah, is, that, was, is that what you came, <laughs> the conclusion you came to, Annie? Yeah. I did I did Google. I did find out um, <laughs> the I'm statistics. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, just out of my own curiosity because I was like, what if we never found out and we got married? That yeah. would have been really awkward. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah crazy. And what were the statistics? I think it was, they were actually saying that third cousins are the most compatible for marriage. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well, this is written by the royal family. Royal family? <laughs> hey, Lewis, you got any hot third cousins? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who my third cousins are. No, I have no I idea. I don't know 
Uh, I don't. How do you find that out? Who is your third cousin? I've n- I've no idea. But when we were discussing it, um, a lot of people on the text line knew the answer because I yeah. feel like they te- they googled <laughs> that themselves. Actually, um, your your parents' cousins are your first cousins once removed. It's like okay, all right. Yeah, it's a lot of people from small towns being like, look, it's not always easy. All right. <laughs> And, you know, I mean, you say, who are your third cousins? That is exactly the problem that Annie had. You don't know who these people are. It's true. They're out there just waiting for you to accidentally have weird kids with. (laughs) Why are our kids so weird? Well, I mean, this is probably how Sam from Newcastle ended up with a hole in his chest. (laughs) But he made the best of a bad situation. He did. But as he's dipping in his little nacho, he was probably thinking, I wish my parents' cousins hadn't gotten married. (laughs) I I still say but I would 100% do the same. Oh yeah. If I had Absolutely. that. Of course. If you have if your chest is a little dip bowl. Yeah. What are you going to do? Not dip it? I would be wearing plunging necklines at all times <laughs> to show off that little dip dip your pocket. Your reverse cleavage. <laughs> That's right. Stare deep into the black hole, fellas. <laughs> what do you think of this, boys? <laughs> I would have been much more popular as a teen. <laughs> what do you think of this, boys, <laughs> as you rip a hole in the middle of your shirt and make them stare into your sternum hole? Ah, uh, Perko. <laughs> Once again, she doesn't know how people work. <laughs> uh, uh, but some great dinner stories, and we've got heaps more for you. Um, you're going to hear about saving Christmas, a fishy tooth, and a chilly willy. Harriet Melbourne. G'day, Harriet. What is your dinner story? Hey, guys. Um, so it's a Christmas Day dinner story on that scene. We've just prepared this, like, lovingly prepared pork roast. We've been dead set, like, swear to God, talking about it for months. We drove out to a farm. I'm pretty sure we picked the pig. <laughs> like, it was, it was quite biblical. Um, <laughs> and we had been preparing this roast for hours it was on the table so excited turned around it was gone i was like oh there's only one way this could have gone saw our dog mavis running outside with this huge pork roast in her mouth i was like oh dignity's gone i've got to chase after her so i did um and i ended up slipping in some pork fat that had come off the road (laughs) and i broke my elbow (laughs) on christmas day um trip to the hospital but we did brush off the pork roast and ate it for dinner. So oh. not all of us. <laughs> you ate, you, you ate a, a dogged roast. <laughs> well, I feel like there was no other way we could have gone. Like, it was that or nothing. Wow. Uh, I would say slipping on pork fat and breaking your elbow is a sign to become a vegetarian. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I am now a vegetarian. Yeah, yeah right. That'll do it. Because if they're, obviously, um, <laughs> once they're dead, they can't fight back. But mm. if they're fighting back from the beyond the grave, they do not <laughs> want to be eaten. No, you're right. Jared, what's your dinner story? Hey, guys. How are you going? Good. So, uh, going back a few years ago, um, it was my first time meeting uh, my partner's family. Uh, she's just a little bit of a backstory. She's highly allergic to um, caffeine. Oh, um, allergic. My, yeah, so my wow. sister actually made these cookies and didn't tell anyone that she laced it with a bit of coffee to make it like a mocha cookie. Ooh. Risky um, stuff. So anyway, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good sister. Um, so then uh, my uh, my girlfriend, Emma, broke out in a rash from head to toe. Ugh. Anyway, we, so a week later, we were sitting there, first time meeting a family, a mum and dad, everyone, and we're sitting there, rash is kind of gone, and a mum <laughs> turns and says, oh, how's your rash, Emma? And she's like, 
oh, yeah, it's pretty much gone except for uh, my legs. And then her mum looks at me and goes, ah, that's probably just Jared's beard rash. <gasps> and I sat there like... I had no idea what to do. I was sitting across from her dad, and her dad looked at me. I put my head down. I just kept eating. I was like, I don't know what to do. So her mum her mom said to her that the rash yeah. on her legs was from your beard. My, yeah. The first time you met them. First time I met her family and sat down with them. Hot damn. Wow. That's obviously, a, I mean, obviously oh shocking and unpleasant as a thing to hear your Potential, I guess, mother-in-law or whatever, say. Yeah, yeah. But I guess on the positive side, you know, she's like, hey, you know. Yeah, Seems get like in the there. kind of guy who gets in there, you know. That's gets the jumped up. <laughs> probably, better, probably better than her, like, being like, yeah, well, I can tell from looking at him, he would never do that, actually. Yeah. Seems like just a very like, selfish lover. Just like your father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been worse, Jared. <laughs> No, yeah, uh, I didn't know what to do. I would, I could feel myself. I went very red, and I was like, "Okay." Oh, that's mortifying. (laughs) Well, uh, but added to the list of the type of mother I aim to be one day. Really? Yeah, embarrass (laughs) embarrass your daughter with sex chat. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Daniel from McLeod, what is your dinner story? Hey guys, how you going? Uh, so I went to, I had to get a tooth extracted one day and so I went and got it pulled out and then speaking to the dentist and he said, try and eat as normally as you would, just soft foods, that sort of thing. So I had steamed fish that night and then I woke up the next day and I couldn't open my mouth at all. It was completely locked shut. And I went, I went, had to get my mum to take me back to the dentist. And when he eventually pried my mouth open, he he was like, oh, you've eaten the inside of your cheek because of the anaesthetic. You didn't realise. Yeah, so I I had chewed a major part of my my cheek away from the anaesthetic and not actually feeling it. Damn. That would have been so painful. It, it was, yeah. I woke up and I couldn't talk, couldn't open my mouth. I had to write on a notepad to my mum, like, you know, shit's gone wrong. So, um, yeah, we've got to go back and get this thing too. And, um, yeah, he was he was horrified when he opened my mouth. How long did it take to heal, Daniel? Was it a while? Yeah, yeah, I didn't uh, try and eat. It was basically soup for a few days after that. Hot damn. Oh, oh, but, yeah. but doesn't that, um, is this just something that's vague in the back of my mind that could be wrong? But something about the mouth heals quite quickly? Is that a thing? Yeah, that's it, it does. Say. Yeah, it, it does actually heal pretty quickly. So it wasn't okay. too bad, but again, the experience was terrifying enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you've tasted human flesh. Now your life's changed forever, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, um, Daniel, you're definitely not the only person who's called into this segment to talk about eating human flesh. So that's. Um, I think you're the third. Glad, glad to hear we're not alone. No. <laughs> Claire in Canberra, what's your dinner story? Hey, how are you? Good. So, two things you need to know about me. I'm originally from the U.S., and my mom's a private chef. Ooh, so, okay. So, I was working a wedding with her back in, like, 2015, 2016. Uh-huh. It was one of the first weddings I worked with her. Everything was going beautifully. It was such a perfect ceremony. You know, the bride was super happy, and we were cooking the dinner in the background, and they went out to do their champagne toast after the ceremony, and... My mom's sous chef is sitting there going, right, you know, the chili dish is ready to go. Um, everything's good to go on this side. Uh, the dumplings are ready. The, the dinner's ready, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just going to go to the bathroom quickly while they're doing the speeches. And we're like, cool. All right. No worries. So the staff goes out to the dining room where everybody's kind of uh, gathering for the champagne toast. Uh, 
And we're just standing along the back wall, you know, like standing professionally trying to look nice. And they start the toast and it's beautiful and all is going well. And then we start hearing this shrieking from outside the dining hall. And we're like, what the hell's going on? Like, who's this random weirdo that's just shrieking outside of this dining hall? Uh-huh. And we we go outside and my mom's sous chef is like screaming and crying in the bathroom. And we're like, what's wrong? What's going on? And he's like, I didn't wash my hands after cutting the chili. So he had gone to the bathroom oh. and not washed his hands after using all of these chilies. And he had gotten all the chili in his bits. Chili oh, willy. Chili willy. Horrified screams from the toilet. Mm. Yeah, so horrified screams from the toilet while this wedding reception is going on in the next room over from us. Oh. So like, what, what do we do? Well, like, how do we fix this? So we ended up calling an ambulance <laughs> to take him to the hospital oh. while this wedding reception is going on next door, and we have no idea what to do. So we had to take him to the hospital, and then had to go back and finish this poor girl's wedding reception, cooking dinner with one less person while he was getting all sorts of drugs and stuff tested to make sure that his bits were okay after getting oh. hot chili all over them. Oh oh, what do you do? Oh, pour milk on it? Yeah, I was, was going to say, do you put in milk? milk? We, in we milk. heard that he had to dip his bits in a bowl of yogurt for a week after. Yogurt. Yeah. Oh. I what feel like I've yogurt heard, do? I feel like I've heard uh, balls in yogurt for chili willy before. I've told you that story. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend who was who was preparing a chili and scratched his balls through his tracksuit pants <laughs> and oh, uh, no. and had to had yogurt on the balls. Well he bought the yogurt for the chili. Oh sure. But um he had found another purpose for it. Yeah, he had to put the bowl of yo like a, the tub of yogurt and just lower his balls into the yogurt <laughs> and just sit them there. <laughs> Um, I wonder if, I wonder if our paramedics carry yogurt with them, you know? Yeah, do they carry yogurt? <laughs> Only time will tell. Ah, <laughs> oh, chilly willy. Chilly Imagine willy. your wedding at some, like if you are at a wedding and there is a blood-curdling scream from the kitchen. I actually think in retrospect um, chili Willy is probably the best result. Yeah, I'd be relieved that it was only Chili Willy. Yeah, because I'm thinking it's a murder. Oh, and some like someone's going to turn up, and no one's going to be out to, allowed to leave until everyone's been interviewed. Wow, I was just thinking like someone's chopped off a finger. You oh. went straight to murder. I think murder. And then yeah. oh, and that's an inconvenience to me because now I can't leave. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As a guest <laughs> of the wedding. <laughs> you're a nightmare. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you're right. Chili Willy is is in, and I never thought I'd say this. Chili Willy, best case scenario. Best case, <laughs> the best thing. That's the best thing we could all hope. That's for. the best thing that could happen to that wedding. <laughs> Chili Willy. Uh, I mean, it's not the uh, worst kind of downstairs story that we heard. The one just um, <laughs> a moment before from Jared in Motorvale. Oh, can you imagine your partner's mother saying that to you? Oh my God, that is. Mortify. I would. I would be offended. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just. Oh. I wonder if the mum had had a few white wines, or if that's just her vibe all the time. Yeah, that's she's just sort of a loose cannon mum, or whether she was also just trying to make a good impression, or like she, maybe she was a bit nervous mm. and thought, I oh, know, I'll just make a little joke. But that's not. <laughs> um, that's not the kind of joke that's going to put everyone at ease. It's quite hectic. Like, yeah. I feel like, you know, you and I feel like, you know, hang around with a lot of professionally funny people and sometimes the conversations you would have um, away from a microphone, you'd be like, well, that's quite spicy. Mm. And I feel like that story would be, everyone would be a bit like, oh, yuck. 
Yeah, 100%. Because <laughs> I, I was thinking if somebody else said that, would I find it funny? No, I don't. I no. still think I'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. gross. Gross. Yeah. And my, my, like, if you get my group of girlfriends together, we are feral. Like, mm. within minutes, we're having conversations that would make old people very angry and uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that I'd be like, oh, too far. Nah. <laughs> That's yeah. gross. You're not angry. You're just be like, oh, That's, we can do better. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Let's move on from that one. That's yuck. Hearing that from your mother-in-law? (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. And Perko, it's time for, I think what we can all agree is now the main reason we do this podcast, (laughs) to honour the late, great, yet still alive and uh, always in our hearts, uh, singer, actor, Bon vivant, Mr. Patrick Boone. Uh, we honour him by doing a bonus caller every week, and uh, we honour him as well in song. And the song, we all know it. We all know the words. It goes a little something like this. It's time for a... Bonus caller. Yes, it's time for our bonus caller. Uh, today's bonus comes from the city of Melbourne and Lisa. Hey, Lisa, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Can't complain. Um, Fantastic. I, I am sorry in advance for uh, the story I have for you. Oh, okay. Oh, no. I love a story that comes with a warning. Um, <laughs> Lisa, what is your dinner story? Alrighty, so a while ago, my auntie was invited over to her mate's house for dinner. And when I say dinner, I mean it is a proper, fancy, upper-class dinner party. Um, And one of the guests beforehand was just like, I'm so sorry, but we just got this brand new Chihuahua puppy. And it is so cute and small and tiny, and it is too young to be left at home. Would you mind if we brought it along to the dinner party? Um, And like, in general, the host is more of a cat person, but she was like, yep, (laughs) no problem. Bring along your tiny rat dog. We'll set it up in its little bed in the kitchen and we'll have no worries. Okay. So, yeah, day rolls around and there's like 20 guests. It's a lovely, sophisticated dinner. Um, and the host gets up, you know, to clear the tables, ready for the next course. Um, she goes to the kitchen and then comes straight back out and goes to my auntie. She's like, oh, but would you, uh, would you actually mind just uh, coming out and helping me in the kitchen for a second? Hmm. And my auntie's like, yep, sure, no problem. Um, she follows the host back into the kitchen only to see the decapitated head <gasps> of the chihuahua on <gasps> the kitchen tiles. <gasps> and in the other end of the room is the host's cat <gasps> eating the rest of the chihuahua. Oh, my God! No. <laughs> but, oh, no, the head! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that is ice cold from that cat. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because, I mean, chihuahuas are tiny, but, like, puppies, yeah. they are, like, rat size. But Literally still. tiny rat dog. Oh, my <laughs> God. At the core of this is a full yeah. usurping of the ecosystem. Like, yes. cats eating dogs. That is... That is a pigs might fly scenario. That is, to use terminology that we understand here on the Simple the Jess podcast, that is the roadrunner getting caught by Wiley Coyote. Yeah. Like, that is... <laughs> That nothing makes sense when cats are eating dogs. Wow. Oh, my God. That's disgusting and amazing. What What yeah. did your auntie do? Well, the thing is, like, the whole evening they'd been listening to the owners of the chihuahua being like, you know, it's a purebred. We're going to use it as a show dog. It's $5,000. It was from Western Australia. We got it, you know, we literally just got it a week ago. 
all that kind of crap. So obviously the host is freaking out, like, what the hell do we do? Um, and there's nothing you really can do. No. Um, so they just scooped up the head, put it in a shoebox, um, <laughs> and just had to go tell the owners um, what happened. Oh, oh my God. Wow. That's crazy. That is a, that's honestly, like if you're, I know this sounds sick, but like if you're at that dinner party and you're not actually either the cat owner or the dog owner, there is something like, obviously a dog is dead and that's tragic. Yeah. But now with distance. Yes. You, that's a story that you can tell for the rest of your life. Yeah, You're telling that at every other dinner party you attend forever. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even there, and I tell it any time yeah. I can get. Yeah. It is the most amazing, messed up story I think I've ever heard. <laughs> if anything goes wrong at a dinner party ever again, and a host is apologizing, I'm so sorry that the <laughs> that the uh, souffle didn't rise properly. You can be like, "Don't worry, I've been to worse." <laughs> <laughs> at least it's not a cat licking the inside of a dead chihuahua's neck. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow. That is upsetting. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. You were right to warn us, yeah. um, Lisa. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, I, I won't say you're welcome because you're really not. I'm sorry. Wow. Just incredible stuff from Lisa. What a bonus caller. Oh, my Man. God. Pat Boone turning in his grave, even though he's still alive with a story like that. But now, Perko, it's time for you to do your only job and the thing you hate most in the world, making a decision. I hate it. <laughs> whose story is simply the jest this week. I just want everybody to have a good time. We heard yeah. some pretty amazing stories. I mean, we heard a dog stealing an, an entire pork roast. Um, mm. We've heard about awkward encounters with um, girlfriends, parents. We've yeah. heard about blind dating your own cousin. <laughs> um, and, and Chili Willy deserves a mention in there as well because yep. that is incredible. Something that doesn't often happen but happens every now and then and is going to happen today Wow! is that a bonus <gasps> caller swings in the last second yeah. and takes the cake. Now, I am not saying that Lisa's story was great. It was horrifying. <laughs> yeah. It was it was the stuff of nightmares. It is the mm. most awkward thing that could possibly happen when you are hosting a party at your house. Your pet kills a guest's <laughs> pet. Brand new, very expensive, tiny little puppy. And one that they were like going to turn into a cash cow later. Like, yes. like oh yeah, once, once this little chihuahua starts fucking, we're <laughs> buying a new house. <laughs> this dog is our <laughs> cryptocurrency. <laughs> This is my investment. Yeah, absolutely mortifying. And I'm not saying that we want to hear stories like that. But one of the criteria that I set very early on in this Simply the Jest journey was a story that you would tell at a dinner party that would, you know, it would blow everybody's minds. You'd be the star of that dinner party. And I am going to be the star of future dinner parties (laughs) telling this story from Lisa. Probably not to my, you know, real dog-loving friends. Probably will leave that one out. But uh, a truly... Or to your dog. Yeah, I won't tell my dog. Don't tell Goose. He always asks, uh, you know, how was work today, Mum? And today I'll say, it was fine, bud. Nothing to report. Don't worry about it. You want some food? You want some food and some pats? nibble? You want to stay away from the cat? You want to stay away? Stay away from cats. I've always said that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, an absolutely mind-blowing story, mortifying, and uh, one that will stay with you forever. So that is why Lisa in Melbourne is simply the jest this week.
huge congratulations to Lisa and thank you to all of the storytellers for Simply Jess this week. Um, thank you to Jess Perkins. What a delight. Just you and me this week. God, about time. It was good stuff. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Michaeling was here for a lot of it, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah. you know, not here for the pod record. <laughs> and that's the, that's the goal. <laughs> that's that's uh, the most fun part. Now, if you uh, would love to get your story on Simple the Jest, which we would love, uh, the best way to do it is to follow our Instagram, which is at not Hobber and Hing official. Uh, that is where we give you the new topic every Tuesday afternoon uh, to give you enough time to get it ready for Wednesday, where we do Simple the Jest live on Triple J at four pm on uh, on the on the on the on the radio on Triple J. Uh, now, Perco, some reviews Ooh. have been coming through. Um, thank you. We do love to see your reviews. On Apple Podcasts or wherever you leave reviews, only one rule, of course, minimum five stars. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have been um, trying to give us more, but the damn fat cats <laughs> at Apple won't let them. <laughs> but we're mostly getting a lot of people still enjoying. There was a man who um, accidentally watched his uncle and auntie do it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at that point, he was a young boy. He didn't know much about sex. And when he saw what was happening, he said, wowee. And... <laughs> And there are a lot of people just saying, stuff it, wowies, on the, on the reviews. Yes. And every single one of them makes me smile. This uh, Fluffy Boo says, wowie. Uh, M- oh, that's just a, someone who's mashed the pad has said, stuff it, I'll say it, wowie. Um, Miley has said, stuff it, wowie. Super the Jest Fan 101 has said, wowie. Like a Queen has said, wowie. I mean, there's just, there's wowies all along it. And it, they all... They all make me happy. Even this one, um, our, uh, f- a frequent commenter, actually, Crocodile uh, Player Random Dude, who said, I was going to give this a one-star rating because Jess laughed at my name when my review was read out. Then I thought, stuff it. Yeah. Five stars. And it is a pretty funny name. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We do love it when you say stuff it. <laughs> Thank you so much for all of your reviews. Uh, this week, if you'd like to leave a review... Uh... Perhaps you could uh, name your third cousin or just say that you'd recommend this to your third cousin. You could be like, hey, um, I showed this podcast to my third cousin and she loved it so much that now we're getting married. Yeah, five stars. (laughs) Yeah, five stars. (laughs) We're very compatible. Um, She loves it because I love it. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, as always, to our producers, uh, Lou Hill. And Joe Khan, and in fact, a farewell to um, our producer, Joe Khan, who is uh, uh, leaving us. Thank you for all of your hard work, Joe, and uh, we'll catch you next week. <laughs> Dipping it in my little sauce hole. G'day, it's Dr. Carl here. Have you ever wondered things like, can our eyes change colour? Did the Big Bang really happen? And why does cold weather make you wee more often? Well then, the Science with Dr. Carl podcast is for you. Each week, join us for a weekly injection of science, myth-busting, answers, and of course, the magic three words of, I don't know. Science with Dr. Carl. Listen now on the Triple J app.